Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Wednesday. It is August 10th. We open up with another prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we ask you to grant your people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, we are in Isaiah chapter 9. Today we're going to be reading from verse 8 of chapter 9 through verse 4 of chapter 10. Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord has sent a word against Jacob, and it will fall on Israel, and all the people will know. Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, who say in pride and in arrogance of heart, The bricks have fallen, but we build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place. But the Lord raises the adversaries of Rezin against him and stirs up his enemies. The Syrians on the east and the Philistines on the west devour Israel with open mouth. For all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. The people did not turn to him who struck them, nor inquire of the Lord of hosts. So the Lord cut off from Israel head and tail, palm branch and reed in one day. The elder and honored man is the head, and the prophet who teaches lies is the tail. For those who guide this people have been leading them astray, and those who are guided by them are swallowed up. Therefore the Lord does not rejoice over their young men, and has no compassion on their fatherless and widows. For everyone is godless and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. For all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. For wickedness burns like a fire, it consumes briars and thorns. It handles the thickets of the forest, and they roll upward in a column of smoke. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, the land is scorched, and the people are like fuel for the fire. No one spares another. They slice meat on the right, but are still hungry. And they devour on the left, but are not satisfied. Each devours the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh devours Ephraim, and Ephraim devours Manasseh. Together they are against Judah. For all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. Woe to those who decree iniquitous decrees, and the writers who keep writing oppression, to turn aside the needy from justice, and to rob the poor of my people of their right, that widows may be their spoil, and that they may make the fatherless their prey. What will you do on the day of punishment, and the ruin that will come from afar? To whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave your wealth? Nothing remains but to crouch among the prisoners or fall among the slain. For all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. So as we come to this passage, we see the people have had the beginnings of judgment, but they think that it isn't that big of a deal. We see this here in verse 10. The bricks have fallen, but we'll build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we'll put cedars in their place. Essentially, they see that this stuff has happened, but they're seeing it as an opportunity to rebuild better, to make things nicer, but the fullness of judgment has not yet come. And so we look here and we we see that there is all this issue with the people, with not caring for the poor and taking care of the fatherless and, and the widow, etc. All these things that we've talked about so far in Isaiah. And we see here in verse 15, it says the elder and the outer man is the head and the prophet who teaches lies is the tail. 
from top to bottom, from beginning to end, there are issues among the people. And these people have been leading them astray. And the people who are following them are swallowed up. And so we see here that, therefore, the Lord does not rejoice over the young man and has no compassion on their followers and widows, for everyone is godless and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. The judgment is going to be comprehensive, for lack of a better way of saying it. There is going to be a judgment that is coming that is going to affect all of the people. It has not completely come yet. And then there's sort of a a phrase that we see multiple times in this passage. And you kind of get this idea that this passage is, is sort of poetic in nature. Yes, it's a prophecy. It's a prophetic word. But we see this repetition that we um, find in poetry or in, in the Psalms. And here it is. For all this, his anger has not turned away and his hand is stretched out still. We see that in verse 21 as well. For all this, his anger has not turned away and his hand is stretched out still. Then in verse 4 of chapter 10. For all this, his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. We can read that, and we can very easily understand what is being said there. We don't need an advanced degree in biblical interpretation to know that basically what is being said here is, yep, this stuff has happened. Uh, there's fighting between Manasseh and Ephraim. Brothers are fighting. That's the idea there. This is not uh, just two tribes from wherever. All these brothers are fighting. And, and Manasseh and Ephraim, the children of Joseph, the descendants of them are fighting. Uh, and they've also come up against Judah. Uh, you get the idea. There's all this stuff happening. But for all of this, this isn't the judgment yet. Um God's anger is still out there. His his hand is stretched out still. There is more coming. There is more coming in judgment. That's the idea that we see here. Now, it's important that as we think about this passage, this is kind of a difficult one for us to consider uh, what it means for us. You know, we we understand that this was on Israel and Judah at the time. and But at the same time, we need to remember that God does still punish sin. Uh, now it is in discipline for us. We It is in hopes that we would turn in repentance. But we need to remember that ultimately this great wrath that we have seen here in this passage that is coming, it also is pointing forward to the idea that, that God's wrath and judgment is going to be poured out on another. That his judgment uh, for sin would be poured out on Christ. That is being pointed forward to throughout all of the Old Testament. And so while we remember that that our sin grieves God, it is rebellion against him, it's important that we remember that as we look at these statements of judgment, that God's hand was not stilled. His hand was stretched out. But when he did that, he poured out for our sin. He poured it out on Christ, and it was the full measure. It was enough it paid the price for our sin. And so when we read these verses, we can remember that his anger was turned away. God's wrath was turned aside by Christ for us. His hand was not stayed. It was stretched out and fully poured out his wrath on Christ for us. That gets us through chapter 10, verse 4. Let's close up with a word of prayer. Triune God, we humbly come before you acknowledging how often we try to do things on our own. 
Even when you place obstacles in our path, we attempt to climb over them that our own will might be done. We pray that you would build us up in faith through your word and spirit to trust your sovereign hand. Foster in us a desire to honestly pray that your will would be done in our lives. Today we lift up to you the missionaries that our congregation supports. We lift up those that serve here in our nation and those that serve in other parts of the world. We specifically remember today the ministry of Mission E4 in Haiti. We ask that you would expand their witness as they care for those in the communities that they serve and that you would embolden their lips to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Bless us today with the trust in the sufficiency and authority of your word. May we labor for your kingdom today so that Jesus might receive all the glory, for it's because of him that we are your children. We pray this all in his precious and holy name. Amen. Okay, we will see you on Friday when we pick up with chapter 10, verse 5. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 